Welcome to the Taking Care of Business podcast. I am communications manager Melanie Mowell, and I have a very special guest with us on today's episode, none other than Dan Trottencheck. Dan, welcome to what previously was your show. <laughs> I understood your guest was going to be Santa Claus. So. Well, you know, you've, you've got part <laughs> of a goatee. I, jolly so, you man know. With, a, with a graying beard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but you got me. Uh, thanks for joining, Dan. Uh, those of you who are uh, familiar with what happens this time of year um, are not going to be surprised by what we're chatting about today. We are uh, on the cusp of sending our annual market measure report to print, and Dan has so graciously joined us, canceled a vacation day to be here um, to chat us through the data that has come out in 2023 and some of our thoughts going into 2024 of what we might expect to see in the independent home improvement channel next year. So thanks for coming on to chat a little bit about all those numbers you crunched um, and, and kind of what the impact the industry has seen, because it was it was kind of another weird year and maybe not the year people hoped it would be coming out of the last couple of years. Um, so uh, one thing people might notice in the report this year is we talked about the weather again. Um, so let's let's start there because we're heading into Q1. And I think Q1 2023 was a little bit different weather-wise than what right. people may have hoped. So tell us how the weather uh, impacted the industry. Well, I, I think that, you know, there were a lot of things that kind of came into play and it's getting old for us, you know, to sit around here and say, well, it's another weird year. But, mm -hmm. but you know, as you said, I mean, there's really no other way to put it. Um, but before we get into the, you know, kind of overall discussion, I would just, you know, again, uh, we're coming off of three years of just outsized phenomenal growth for mm -hmm. the industry. So when we take three giant steps forward, taking a little bit of a step back feels weird, yeah. but it's maybe not as weird as people think it is. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of get into that as we, as, as we get a little deeper in the conversation, but, but to your original question, one of the things that, that, you know, really had a dramatic impact this year. And, and a lot of you guys might be saying, well, doesn't weather impact the home improvement industry every year? And yes, it, it does. Um, this industry is very dependent in a lot of ways on weather. Um, bad weather can be good for the industry. Sure, we sell sure. a lot of salt. We sell a lot of snow shovels. Um, unfortunately, when there are, are, are potential disasters or, or inclement weather, People have to fix things yeah. and repair things. Um, but also we like the sunny weather because <laughs> in the spring, people like to plant seeds and see things grow and tend to their gardens and, and relax in their outdoor living spaces. Um, the problem with 2023 was it was kind of meh yeah. all, across the board. I, yeah. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a really bad winter. It was kind of a wet, sloppy winter in mm -hmm. the areas that have that. Then we didn't, you know, we kind of had a late spring and a short spring. And I remember, you know, kind of at the end of the first quarter talking to people and 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 my, my take then was, listen, guys, the industry's behind because we haven't had really good weather, but we should be able to catch up in spring. But then as every week would go by and spring 
would kind of be delayed or or the weekends were bad or whatever it was, that window to catch up just kind of kept leaving. And, and as we kind of know, is that consumers will defer projects, defer projects, defer projects. And then at some point they just move on. Yeah. yeah. And and what was also weird about the weather ding, that was the, the, the light bulb going off over my head. Um, <laughs> What was also weird about the weather this year is usually it's so regional. There's one region of the country that might have some difficulties and another region of the country that um, is is having good weather. But this year, it really kind of seemed to be negative. Uh, you know, and I'm not talking about when I say bad weather uh, conditions, I'm not necessarily meaning, you know, snow, rain. I, I'm just saying poor business related sure, weather conditions. Sure across the country. Yeah. And it was different reasons, ungodly hot, you know, that was another problem it was so hot over the summer that a lot of the th- times when consumers might be out there, you know, sipping on a margarita or drinking a, a frosty beverage and, and sitting on their decks, they're like, I'm not going out in 109 degree, you know, heat. Yeah. A- a- and so it just was not helpful. So much so that, you know, a lot of the retail groups we talked to, one of the major uh, wholesaler organizations in the industry are even talking about, guys, if if we're going to continue to see weather patterns like this, and I'm not going to go down the road about uh, whether climate is changing or not or anything like that, but if we're going to consider, if we're going to continue to see these kind of weather patterns, we need to start thinking of what are the ways that we can kind of maybe weatherproof our business or smooth out some of these peaks and valleys that we're seeing. Yeah. Obviously, it was too late to do that in 2023. So that was one of the major factors, one of the major headwinds to really experiencing the kind of growth or any growth that we could have hoped for over the past 12 months. Sure, sure. Um, so one word that that came up a lot, and we even surveyed our, our uh, retailers in our uh, quarterly index, is inflation. Um, and so how did that kind of tie into whether retailers were impacted on margin and and how it impacted consumers too and their spending throughout the year? Well, it, you know, it was it was a, the best of times, it was the worst of times. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is is our retail segment was kind of caught betwixt inflation and deflation. As mm-hmm. a lot of people know, earlier in the year and last year, we saw commodity prices, you know, really shoot through the roof. And sure. so, you know, when you're selling lumber, when you're selling building materials, when you're selling metal related items and the prices have gone up, well, sales look like they're up. Now that doesn't necessarily margins up, but sure. sales, uh, 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 you know, kind of across the industry will look up. Well, as those prices began to moderate and began to come down to usual, that's going to appear as if sales are, are coming down. And, mm-hmm. and we try to account for that a little bit in the way we look at the size of industry. We try and have like a buffer on how much we're going to let that inflation kind of, kind of take control of the numbers and kind of have, um, uh, you, you know, balances to try and even some of that out. But that being said, it, it, it was a lot. It was a lot to deal with, which also left us early in the year and in, in coming out of 2022 with retailers processing a lot of price changes and, yeah. uh, and really trying to keep ahead of that curve. And whenever you see those dramatic shifts in, in pricing, you're either going to be caught ahead of or behind, you know, so if you're buying an item at one price and selling it at another price and the price you're buying it for just is dramatically volatile, you're going to miss on some of that. And so there's a potential to lose margin opportunity. And so, mm-hmm. so retailers really had to fight this year to maintain margin integrity. Um, but on the other side of it, you know, 
consumers, all they were hearing about through the media and experiencing was inflation. Yeah. So inflation in about everything, you know, they might have said, well, building material prices are coming down, but they saw other prices, the price of eggs, the price of uh, price of meat, the price of travel, all those sorts of things was going up, which, you know, and interest rates were going up. So whenever we see things like interest rates climb, um, you know, it just makes it more difficult. People have to think about, you know, Am I going to take out a second mortgage on my house? Am I going to buy and sell a house and or to invest in those kind of home improvement projects? Mm-hmm. Or even if it's stuff they're not having to worry about borrowing money for, it's just, it's costing me more to live now. Maybe I won't do the kind of projects that I was thinking about. And another thing that we're still feeling the fallout from, and, and we can only kind of, you know, the pandemic was a once in a lifetime, hopefully, uh, type of event. And and so we all know that over the last three years, the home improvement industry benefited greatly mm-hmm. from kind of the pandemic climate, if you will, of people not having as many options on how to spend their discretionary income. So they spent it on their homes. Well, this year seemed to really kind of be one of the first years of the reckoning of the result of that, where now people could fully travel again. They could fully go to operas and rock concerts and 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 baseball games and all those kind of things. So they were looking at where else they could spend their discretionary money. Uh, but then when you combine that with the fact that, you know, I was talking to um, uh, someone in, in the industry early in the year, and as sales were somewhat sluggish, some they responded and said, well, you know what? Everybody bought their $3,000 barbecue a year and a half ago. They're not going to buy it again right now. And, yeah. and, and while it was kind of an off-the-cuff comment, it was very telling. A lot of people spent money on their homes. And a lot of that money was spent on things like patio furniture, outdoor living stuff, because the home was your only escape. And and that's not the kind of thing that you rebuy every year. Sure. So so some of those some of that uh, the boost that that gave to industry sales is now something that we're going to have to overcome. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I talked to Dave King, executive director of Heary, last week. Uh, we recorded a podcast. It is the podcast right before this one in your list. So oh, if you haven't good. had a chance to listen to that one. Uh, when you're done listening to this episode, yes. go back and listen and to Dave. You can compare Dave and what I have to say. Yes. Tell us who's right. <laughs> yes. But he he talked about he talked about similar things and and this year um there, you know, we were even seeing um kind of the the highest income people were still choosing that like just under the right. the most expensive yeah. option. So even if they were making those investments, they still weren't spending quite as much um on on their homes. And and like you said, people are they've already redone their kitchens and they've redone their bathrooms um and so it's it's one of those what's what's there left to to renovate and invest in yeah and and i think it's just going to take us a while to work through that Mm -hmm. i mean we will work through it but it's going to take it's you know like i said it's kind of that reckoning of of you know the 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 North America spent like drunken sailors on yeah. home improvement for three years. Now they're having to kind of rethink where they're spending those dollars. And it's going to take some, uh, take a little while to kind of work, work through those issues, but it will happen. Mm-hmm. But there are other things that, you know, could, could, could prove to be headwinds as we head into 2024. And I think, you know, I might be jumping ahead here, but, but to, to kind of bury the lead, if you will, so overall, what we're looking at is we think that the industry sales contracted by about 3.8% in 2023. 
Um, you know, uh, some sectors were more hard hit than other sectors, mm -hmm. but as a whole, we think about 3.8% is what the industry backed off. Um, if you look at the government numbers they were reporting at the time we do our study, they were reporting sales decreases. Um, I think it was through September of about 2.8%, mm -hmm. which was actually tracking very similar to what we were tracking through September with our index. But unfortunately, Q4, we think we're going to give back even more. Mm -hmm. And and then if you look, uh, I've got Dave's numbers, uh, here he's numbers here in front of me somewhere. And it looks like, yeah, they're 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 right about the the same. They're they're a little bit more uh, conservative. Looks like they're predicting right about one point eight percent decline in mm -hmm. industry sales. And, and again, I mean, we could argue over that 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 last two percent. I know it's a lot when you're talking about a five hundred fifty billion dollar industry, sure. uh, but still, I, I mean, I'm pretty confident. Uh, you know, just sometimes when we crunch the numbers, you have to look at kind of the, uh, you know, finger in the wind kind of thing <laughs> and say, well, do you, do you believe this number? And yeah, anecdotally, I'd say, I think, I think that 3.8% registers with, with kind of what we're hearing from the retailers out there and what we're seeing from corporate reports and so on. So, so, um, so that was 2023. And, as we kind of transition to looking forward at 2024, we're predicting growth, growth for the industry. So everybody, you know, <laughs> start blowing your party horns, but we're only predicting growth at just shy of about 1%, about 0.9%. Mm -hmm. And some of the factors I think that are going to be major headwinds for growth as we go into 2024 is still kind of that purchasing hangover, you mm -hmm. know, is going to be one thing, but for those of you who have not heard, there will be an election next year. Oh, and that's it good to may, know. I'm just going to say, it <laughs> may be somewhat contentious mm -hmm. and might create concern among consumers um, about what, what might happen. Um, and concern among consumers is never good. Sure. Um, there are also some of the economists out there that we work closely with and we listen to, and some of them are still predicting that mid-year 2024, we could slip into a, a modest um, recession. Mm -hmm. um, but I really think the big thing that, you know, is going to signal kind of that inflection point and and hope it could happen in 2024. And if it does, I think that changes the outlook pretty dramatically, um, our interest rates. Okay. And we've already seen, you know, I like to think that we're at the peak of interest rates now. And we've okay. already seen in the last month or so interest rates start kind of more naturally coming down. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, I think they would have to come down pretty dramatically to prove to be a major inflection point. But what what we consider and what I've heard other people who, who, who are much more well-versed in economics than I am talk about is they think that that threshold is at about 5.5%, you know, okay. as we're talking about like mortgage rates. And, and that's when it would kind of flip the switch again to really start more aggressive movement. Sure. And, 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 and if something like that were to happen, if we were to continue to see interest rates fall and they get in that territory, you know, never say never. I think it'll take more than 2024 to get there. In fact, that's why we're predicting 
even more growth in 2025. We're predicting 0.9% um, for uh, 2024, but 3.6, returning to a more normal 3.6% growth rate in 2025, because we think it's going to take that long to work through some things. We think it's going to take a while to settle down from kind of some of the um, uh, uncertainty surrounding the election and, and all the other kind of geopolitical things that are that are sort of taking place in the world that cause consternation amongst consumers. Yeah, so. yeah. So it'll be about this time next year when we are sitting here talking about, uh, you know, the impact of all of these things. And, and right. maybe maybe we'll be having a conversation about interest rates are down. People are getting ready to move. They're preparing their houses. And you heard <laughs> yes. it here first. <laughs> and, and Joe Biden and Donald Trump are holding hands and decided to rule together for peace and <laughs> harmony. Uh, yes, it, we very you, well could be. I mean, heard it here I mean if, you would have, if you would have asked me three years ago, some of the things that have happened over the last three or four years, I would have treated it with the same kind of uh, sure. uh, <laughs> uncertainty, I guess. But uh, but yes, I'll be happily sitting here next year talking about this. And I and, and I hope we see greater growth. But I yeah. think I think 2024 is going to still be a slog for the industry. Sure. Um, and for all those reasons. And, and you know, I, I, I hope uh, I mean, weather being more favorable could also be a game changer for 2024. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, the old adage of of <laughs> hope for the best, but prepare for the worst really kind of comes into play. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that as we're looking at 2024, we need to we need to keep our belts tight and, and we need to hope for some things like interest rates falling and we need to hope for better weather. And if those things happen, man, I hope I am wrong. And yeah. I hope we see stronger growth than just under a point. Sure, sure. Well, one thing that I think we can uh, turn the tides on, Dan, is uh, encouraging people to participate in our quarterly independent retailer index. Um, so this is an instrument that we launched uh, just about 18 months ago. And it, it's, it's a tool that we're using to find out on a quarterly basis, how are things going in your operations? Um, so you can sign up to join the research panel where you'll get sent that uh, an invitation to participate in that index on a quarterly basis at your nhpa.org slash research. We have a little box where you just enter your email and your name and your company name, and you'll get the next index right in your inbox. Um, but Dan, tell us a little bit about how we're kind of intending to use the index moving forward and the data that comes out of it. Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, I have been observing businesses in this industry for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things. Um, I gave a presentation 2023 about the habits of highly successful retailers. Mm -hmm. And one of those habits is all of the retailers that I work with that are very successful, the, 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 the upper certainly the upper quartile, if not the upper 5% of retailers in the independent channel. One of the things that is a common trait is they focus on numbers. Yeah. They are hungry for data about their operation and about other operations because they understand that the only way to move forward is to have situational awareness of mm. where you stand versus the industry, where you stand versus your competitors, where you stand versus high performers, versus average and all that. So as a word of encouragement to everyone who listens to this, I think if you're looking for, as I head into 2024, ways that I can 
help my business and that mm-hmm. I can manage more effectively, I'm going to give you two. One is participate in our independent retailer index, because what that allows us to do is on a quarterly basis, on a monthly basis, we can track how the industry is performing. Mm -hmm. And so what that allows you to do in, in kind of real time is see, well, if my sales were down 1.7% 1.7% for the first quarter. And the retail index shows me that the industry was down 3.7 or the rest of the retailers participating in the index were down 3.7%. Then I know I'm not doing so bad. Sure. Um, and so it gives you kind of those, those, those guardrails to understand how is everybody else doing mm-hmm. and, and how am I doing compared to that? And, and it's really, I mean, it's like 10 or 15 questions. It would take you like five minutes to answer. And, and not only does it help you and your business, but it helps other independent retailers understand the market conditions and understand their business better. So, so to me, that's a no brainer. Take sure. 15 minutes every couple few months, fill this out and, and, and look at the data when you get it back to better understand how you are performing. The other thing that I would ask, and this starts about four months into the year, is that you participate in our cost of doing business study. Mm -hmm. Our cost of doing business study has been around for over 100 years, and, and it's the same thing. But a deeper dive is you can participate in the study and it costs you nothing. And what you get back just by submitting your financial data, which is completely anonymized, no one knows who it is, it's never presented other than aggregated, so we're looking at a whole slice of the industry, so there's no concern about sharing data that's going to be shared with other people on an individual basis. But when you submit that data, you get back a comprehensive report a a, a report that would cost you hundreds of dollars to buy without participating, but you get that back and it allows you to take a very deep dive of your business and look at how am I performing against the best companies in the industry and against average companies in the industry. And it really is, if you hire a consultant, if you talk to your wholesaler, if you're looking for guidance on how to grow your business, grow profitability, uh, run a more efficient operation, most of those people are going to turn to the cost of doing business as reference. Mm-hmm. So why not participate and get get back your numbers paired side by side with the rest of the numbers and you get a worksheet that allows you to do what if scenarios and so on. And both of those things cost you nothing, but give you valuable data that quite frankly is not available anywhere else, but through your participation here. So if you're starting 2024 and you're committed to doing better with your business, two no brainers that you can do is participate in our retailer index and participate in our cost of doing business study. And it doesn't cost you a dime. Well, I don't need any more convincing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you can sign up for the index um, at your nhpa.org slash research. Um, And that's also where you will find the 2023 cost of doing business study. Um, If you'd like to look through uh, the the 2023 edition um, and and compare your business going into 2024, uh, it is available for sale there. Um, And if you participated in 2023, you got a free copy. So yeah bonus and also i'll add to either one of those things if you get if you participate in the retailer index 
or you participate in the cost of doing business and you get the information back and you say, what do I do with that? Give us a call. Sure. Um, Our CFO lives for that kind of stuff. He'd love to sit down with you and say, oh, well, here's some numbers you should look at Mm -hmm. or, or, or help you understand how to interpret the data and how to apply it to your own situation. And we're happy to do the same thing with the retailer index. So, you know, again, we're your association. We're here to help you. And these tools can really help you. And we can even walk you through how to use the tools. So, so again, I, I mean, to me, it's a complete no brainer. I've got Dave on speed dial for all of those questions. <laughs> yes. when I need to, all my tax related yes, questions. When yes. I need to ask him about my, uh, my transaction size. <laughs> yes. Why is my transaction size at Target so big, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> well, he could probably give you some advice. <laughs> Dan, what are you most excited about going into 2024? Um, well, what, what I'm most excited about, quite frankly, is probably what everybody is, is I, I'm looking forward to getting to greater degree of of predictability, a greater degree of normalcy. Mm-hmm. I think 2024 is going to be an anxious year. Sure. I, I think for a lot of reasons, you know, uh, external and internal for the industry, it's going to be, it's it has potential for being a bumpy ride. So I've always been the kind of guy that's like, let's get into it and, and let's get navigated. And, and, you know, uh, uh, what, what's the old saying that smooth sails seas never made strong sailors. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I, I, I just let's let's get it started and see what lies ahead. And, that, and that's what is exciting. Figuring out problems is exciting and navigating your way through these kind of things is going to be exciting. So buckle in and let's get going. Sure. And like Dan said before, you know, we're here to, to help you with your KPIs, but we're also here for training solutions, company culture assessments, all of those cool things. And you can find all of those resources at yournhpa.org. Thanks for joining today, Dan. I love uh, getting to pick your brain on market measure. You know, I get to see the rough draft and I, I get to make my tweaks, but always good to hear uh, how, it, how it comes through uh, when, you're, when you're putting those numbers in your brain. So, Well, absolutely. And I'd encourage everybody to check out the January issue of, of uh, Hardware Retailing Magazine and, and, and take a look at the uh, complete uh, market measure report, uh, which goes beyond just kind of some of the numbers we're talking about. It looks at housing, gets kind of information from some of the major wholesalers out there to talk about what they feel is coming up and what they have on tap. So a lot of good information in those issues. So make sure you take a look. All right. Thanks so much, Dan. Thank you. Thank you.